0: Casting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show.
1: All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that we refuse to use, no doubt. Starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for. February the 26th, in the year of our Lord, 2021, this is our one of two, and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country, on your radio in the traditions of our Founding Fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America, that is our guide, and absolutely we're convinced the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers. One of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips, as you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Speaking of live, we are absolutely live. We are live, ladies and gentlemen, at the Woodlands Resort. In Woodlands, Texas, right outside of Houston. And we are at the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association 26th of February public event in the year of our Lord, 2021. And man, have we got a lineup of speakers that will knock your socks off. We got Palomino Moon, a country western Texas swing band tonight performing. So they're gearing up and putting gear together and getting ready to go we got speakers ready lined up for you, all kinds of educational topics, which of course we'll get to as the broadcast unfolds. And best of all, best of all, ladies and gentlemen, I brought Steve Stockman and his lovely wife Patty with me uh, to the event. So they're here. Thank heavens. Thank God Almighty Steve is free. That's a wonderful piece of great news. Uh, So that's happening. We've just got a lot going on the broadcast today. First off, a recap, then a guest, well, several guests throughout the broadcast as well today. This is the CSPOA event. If you want to learn more about it, and if you're near Woodlands and you want to head on over, cspoa.org is where you go. And uh, then all you got to do is click on, well, they've got it, where you can click on the registration form and you can register. Come on down and join us. If you can't make that, though, from what I understand is they're broadcasting the event online. I might add that for your, quote, viewing enjoyment is the best way to say it, I guess. So if you go to CSPOA.org and you can click, you can join. I think it's a couple of bucks to help us pay for the servers and all the connectivity and everything going on. But they are going to be broadcasting inside the event live. Now, this is a pretty cool venue, this place. I'll tell you about that as the broadcast unfolds, too. But first, we talked about Facebook says PragerU is fake news. PragerU.com. You know, Facebook is one of the biggest purveyors of fake news, didn't they say? In the 2016-2020 elections that Facebook was kind of responsible for a lot of the shenanigans and fake news being peddled by individuals, um, magnified by Facebook. And then interestingly enough, they say the Capitol takeover that happened or the whatever insurrection or whatever they want to lie and claim that it was. Uh, That event, they also say Facebook kind of was the social media selection of choice to organize and plan all that. So Facebook is 10 times more guilty than anybody on the planet for any shenanigans going on in the country. Guys like me should be credited for promoting God, family, and country and protecting life, liberty, and property and being more peaceful than anybody else on the planet. But other than that, hey, we want a clarion call for civility. That's who we are. That's what we do. We believe in the rule of law. We believe in law and order. Uh, That's why we are at the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association live convention event. There's people walking in left and right, signing up, getting uh, checked in, getting their name badges. I got my name tag, and I brought my daughter with me, so we're having a great time and working hard. But Facebook saying, Prager, used fake news. Facebook lies. YouTube throttles World Net Daily or WND because they're supporting Mike Lindell, the MyPillow CEO guy. WND.com with the story. Whether you agree with Mike Lindell or not is not the point. Covering it in the news, the who, what, when, where, why of the news is is absolutely important. And uh, WND.com doing a great job. Uh, the folks over at YouTube not liking that. They're not liking uh, the truth, the who, what, when, where, why stories. They want to have their own spin and manipulation uh, on topics. Shame on YouTube. Shame on Google. Shame on Facebook and some of these big media giants because they're perverting the news. They're peddling fake news while they claim we are. I mean, it's projection to the nth degree, ladies and gentlemen. Reject it, reject it, reject it is all I can say. Here's what we can do, ladies and gentlemen. We can honestly... Accurately, accurately and fearlessly shine a very bright journalistic light into all the growing darkness that is trying to overtake our beloved United States of America. Okay, we can focus that light on fraud, corruption, deceit, manipulation, fake news, dishonesty everywhere it's found, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get it done, shall we? That is precisely what Thomas Jefferson had in mind when he said the only security of all is in a free press. He understood that you got to have an honest, free, open, candid, truth-oriented press for a free society to continue. That's why these big tech folks don't want a free press, ladies and gentlemen. They can't control you when there's a free press. And that's why it's so vital that we are live and on your radio. We still intend, ladies and gentlemen, this is what World Net Daily is saying, but Sam Bushman, Liberty Roundtable Live, we agree. We still intend, as long as God Almighty allows us to exist as news organizations, to shout the truth from the rooftops, ladies and gentlemen. Publish the truth from sea to shining sea. We fully intend to sound the alarm about their tyrannic attempts to take over America, and we will push back with the rule of law. We will push back with the checks and balances and expose their Italian efforts to create a tyranny. We won't allow their rigged elections. We won't allow their fake, manipulated news in colleges. We won't allow them to pervert God's laws and the moral compass that made up America. The Tocqueville. That's Alexis de Tocqueville, said America's great because America's good. We're talking about a moral people. We're not talking about a perfect people. We're talking about a good, honest, moral people, and the country's great as a result. Now, if America turns its back on God, and if another nation turns to God, those other nations will be great, and we'll we'll fail in our greatness, folks. It isn't about we're a perfect people. It isn't about race. It isn't about any of the lies told about us. It's about God, family, and country. And those who turn to those principles, those eternal, founding, fundamental principles, those people do well. And those who turn away from those principles simply melt down. It happens every time. Go look at history because it repeats itself, ladies and gentlemen. We also talked about the Black Lives Matter BLM organization. Believe it or not, they recently shared with a screenshot of their bank account on social media, they received more than 90, million dollars last year alone yeah that's Associated Press with the details ladies and gentlemen did you hear me Black Lives Matter BLM got 90 million dollars last year alone according to the Associated Press that number is shocking if you ask my humble opinion ladies and gentlemen and we struggle we struggle to rub rub two nickels together huh imagine that in America that was our one ladies and gentlemen on Wednesday's broadcast Thursday's broadcast, we were uh, traveling, so we were not available, but we are now live on a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled Friday. We're taking back America, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time, and we are broadcasting live from the Constitutional Chairs and Peace Officers Association event in Woodlands, Texas at the Woodlands Resort, ladies and gentlemen, CSPOA.org. To learn more about it, if you want to go, sign up. If you want to watch it online, you can do the same at CSPOA.org. Second hour on Wednesday... We talked about Checkpoint Pelosi. Democrats consider permanent military-style barrier around the Capitol. Tony Perkins wrote this piece in the Washington Times. We broke it down in detail just for you on Wednesday's broadcast. Incredible um, authorship, if you will, by Tony Perkins. Family Research Council doing a phenomenal job, to say the least. We also talked about the flashback, Joe Biden. Guy's a thug, man. Joe Biden was arrested. Did you know that, ladies and gentlemen? Joe Biden was arrested for illegally invading the United States Capitol years ago. He said, I walked up, sat down in the presiding officer's seat, and I promptly got arrested. He made the admission, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. In an interview in 2007 with David Letterman. Can you believe that stuff? And so now he's literally trashing everybody else. But he... He literally got arrested for invading the Capitol illegally. Uh, Joe Biden admits it. I've got the soundbite of that. We'll try to play that later in the broadcast as well. Trump to break silence, ladies and gentlemen. A major CPAC speech going on this weekend. CPAC will focus on the Republican Party, the future thereof, and the conservative movements, etc. And that's happening right now this weekend, too. So what an incredible weekend. Two highlighted events. The CPAC event going on. I guess it's down in Florida. Nobody wants to be in D.C. anymore, huh? (laughs) <laughs> and then we are live from the Woodlands, Texas Resort. Will Trump take over Rush Limbaugh's show? I don't know. I sure hope so, but I doubt it. But we can pray and hope, can't we? We can also hope he moves to the beautiful Olympic state of Utah and runs head-to-head with Mitt Romney. and Then Donald Trump can become our next senator, and we could jettison the Republican neocon Mitt Romney. High-profile Trump allies, eyed in Capitol Probe Justice Department, yep. The Justice Department says they're investigating Alex Jones and Roger Stone for ties to the, quote, insurrection with Donald Trump in Washington, D.C. on January the 6th. Again, I think it's bogus. I think nothing will stick on these guys, but I think they want to promote this because then they can just bring more and more and more aim at the conservatives trying to basically displace us everywhere we are, shut us out of every conversation. They're into the cancel culture like you wouldn't believe, ladies and gentlemen. I'll tell you what. Now, there's a new poll out, by the way, Utahns. I don't know if you know, but Utahns have a, a, a college called Dixie State University. And, of course, Dixie's out because it's a bunch of racists in the South that would ever talk about Dixie, they claim. So now even in Utah, they're trying to n- change the name of the college, right? Dixie State, trying to get rid of the name. Bureaucrats want to do it, but they took a poll, and most Utahns are saying we would not change Dixie State. It has a rich historical reality, and race has nothing to do with it. Amen to that reality check. Charlie Daniels kicking into the mix. Our guests coming up, that's a recap of Wednesday's award-winning broadcast. LibertyRoundTable.com, LovingLiberty.net. Spread the word, tell the tale. We are live. Our guests coming up from the CSPOA.org. That's the Constitutional Sheriff's and Peace Officers Association. Live public event in Woodlands, Texas. That's today, Friday, February 26th, on your radio.
2: The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine.
3: Well, my mom smokes and my dad smokes, and I saw them smoking, so I tried it. They're telling me not to smoke, but they smoke themselves.
0: When it comes to smoking, are you sending mixed signals?
3: But when you teach someone a certain way to do things, and you go back on that certain way, it sends mixed signals to the person that they're trying to teach. The parents need to be the example.
0: Smoking. If you think you're old enough to start, you're smart enough to stop A public service message from this station and the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day
4: Saints. Yeah, this is David in engineering.
5: This is your wife in suburbia.
4: Oh, hi, hon. What's up?
5: How's the robot coming?
4: Well, it doesn't exactly respond to requests Mm. yet, but... um... Well,
5: I know how frustrating that can be. You do? Uh Uh-huh. I'm still waiting for my romantic lunch date.
4: Oh, yeah. David. Well, I must not have enough memory uh, allocated. Uh Uh-huh. Sorry.
5: You know, your son said mama today. Really? Uh Uh-huh.
4: Well, we'll have to have that sound change to "dada."
5: Well, you could reprogram it yourself, you know.
4: I know. Hey, why don't we do it over lunch today?
5: Oh, you really are brilliant. Thanks.
4: You want me to bring the robot? David. He can order pasta in 11 languages.
5: Only if he pays for his own lunch.
4: Okay.
6: Oh, don't forget to bring Chip.
5: I still wish we had not named him that.
6: Why? It beats general default. Oh. Family. Isn't it about time? Do you know that a baby processes information three times faster than an adult?
5: An adult what? Engineer. Engineer. Funny, funny. (laughs) I'll see you at (laughs) noon. Can't
6: wait. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints.
1: All right. Broadcasting live, ladies and gentlemen, for the CSPOA, that's the Constitutional Sheriff's of and Peace Officers Association, Association Conference. Incredible stuff, ladies and gentlemen. We are live from Woodlands, Texas. We got Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org, on the line. Welcome, my brother.
7: Well, good to be here with you, Sam. Thank you.
1: Thank you. All right. We also have a guest with us, too. He's Lieutenant. Give me your name, sir. I don't know how to pronounce it's, uh, it. It's right. Lieutenant Jeff Lykoff. Hi, Lieutenant Jeff Lykoff. And you're from? El Dorado County, California. All right. What, Northern California. Oh, the, the good part. The good part. The safe part. Now, uh, what do you think about that breakaway movement in California where Southern Oregon, Northern uh, California say we're not getting proper representation? And Is that stuff real or is it just talk?
8: We're talking about the state of Jefferson, correct? Yeah. Yeah, no, I think it's a good movement. And, uh, you know, again, people are, are just kind of growing tired of, uh, you know, some of the things going on out in California in our neck of the woods. And, uh, you know, it's unfortunate that people in Southern California or, or you know, who's in charge in Southern California are making the rules for the northern, you know, people in North California. No doubt about
1: it. Is, it, is the movement real, though? Is Jefferson a, a reality, or is it just going to be talk? I, I guess my question is, how do we make sure that people get appropriate representation? One is more members of Congress that would represent the people as kind of intended. Another way is to say, hey, let's have smaller states, smaller, quote, jurisdictional
8: realities, right? Uh, and I think both have merit. I, absolutely, and I think it, I mean, I don't know a lot about it. I know enough about it, but I think it all comes down to money, and... We have so much, uh, you know, the timber industry, the water, everything comes, you know, everything's in Northern California, and I think, uh, uh, unfortunately, it's going to come down to money. I I hope and pray it's not just talk. Um, I would absolutely love to see that happen because I don't. I don't think we get properly represented. I think uh, who does represent us, I think they're fighting an uphill battle with uh, as many representatives as there are representing Southern California and 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 those districts down there. Uh, I think that our representatives are fighting an uphill battle. I feel that way all over the country, though. Yeah, absolutely. All right, now tell me why you're here. I'm here because uh, I believe that we take an oath to protect life, liberty, and freedom, um, and I believe that uh, you know the buck stops with the with the with the local county sheriff, um, and we have to have uh, our, our sheriffs. So we just we need we need leadership. We need faith based. Uh, strong leadership that uh, you know goes back to uh, you know God and country family and uh, i just I, l- I like what Sheriff Mack would I, I, I had the opportunity to, to hear him speak here uh, a while back, and uh, I, l- I love what he stands for and uh, and the the, uh, the constitutional sheriffs of America I you, mean, know, I, I you know I what's believe funny
1: lieutenant that I find is that when people just hear about Richard Mack and they hear the mainstream presses unfair kind of assessment, you kind of think, what? These guys are real, wild-eyed radicals. When you really hear what Richard Mack has to say, when you really assess his Supreme Court win uh, over Bill Clinton of the Supreme Court, when you really look him in the eye and shake his hand, you get a real
8: picture. You get the real Richard Mack, don't you? Absolutely. Um, he's a good man, and uh, you know he started a movement, and uh, um, we need to listen. Our founding forefathers, when they wrote they wrote all the you know the things that we adhere to. They kept it simple, and you know that's what I heard in his message is you know we need to go back to what they wrote. We don't need the government's intrusion in our lives all the time. They they don't they don't know what's best for me. They don't know what's best for my family. Uh, that is for that should be for me to decide. In other words, they're not local. They're not on the ground. They're not dealing with the day-to-day issues. They're not really aware.
1: Uh, of what's happening, and certainly we uh, expect the federal government to protect the borders. We certainly expect them to have contracts honored. There's a few things that they can do, uh, but they're far and few between is the point. So we were, uh, w- I'm on the CSPOA, uh, I don't know what you want to say, planning committee. I'm the operations manager for the CSPOA, or o- vice president of operations is my title. And I, I bring this up because when we were in, in planning some of these conferences over the years that we've done, we kind of said, hey, what is the most important topic this go-round? What what issue of all other issues, um, Sam, do you think, and, and Tanya and, and Richard Mack and several of us, Rick Dalton, our vice president, what topic is the most important topic, by golly? There's so many. It's, I mean, it's a rich target uh, area, no doubt about it. But what topic? And so, Jeff, I ask you this question, Lieutenant Jeff. What would be the most important topic in your mind that needs to be covered and addressed?
8: Yeah, I think, there's, I think it's twofold for me. I mean, uh, obviously the... Uh, the COVID epidemic and our government, you know, the way they've handled that, uh, down to even local government, and as well, I mean, another important thing for me is, you know, getting forecasting and uh, uh, what's coming down the pike. And this uh, HR one twenty seven that's coming down the pike is is uh, scary. Give me a quick HR one twenty seven. It's uh, it's universal gun registry, and um, uh, they're gonna they're gonna want to. It's no gun one, registry it is, in the kitchen sink, huh? They're going to want to know if that gun is in the <laughs> kitchen sink, where you keep that gun in your house, and that's going to be a matter of public record. Ooh, yikes. All right, what do we do to stop it, Jeff?
1: What's we the gotta, solution?
8: We've got we to get people together. We've got to let our uh, you know, government people in, in, in charge and our go- governments to, to hear our voice, that uh, everybody's got to step up. This, is, this, is a, this law is ludicrous. I mean, it's crazy. Amen to that. All right, uh, Lieutenant Jeff, you have a guy on the line who's with the Campaign
1: for Liberty. His name is Lowell Nelson. Uh, so he's with us as well as my guest. He's a co host, really, of the broadcast uh, Mondays and Fridays. Um, uh, Lowell, do you have a question for Lieutenant Jeff from California? When do you get to ask a California lieutenant uh, details about the state of Jefferson proposals and gun control and everything else, right, Lowell?
7: That's right. It's a rare opportunity, Lieutenant. Uh, we appreciate your being on the show this, this morning. Um, you know, everybody in the nation thinks of California as being one mass of people out there, all all liberals, all, you know, um, but, but, but that's not the case. Yeah, Obviously, you live there. Can you give us um, some uh, evidence or maybe some anecdotes of some of the great freedom, uh, liberty-minded uh, things that are happening there in California, particularly Northern California? I'm, I'm excited, obviously, about the State of Jefferson movement, Can and I'm a, I'd be a great supporter, yes. or a great fan of that movement. Uh uh, what are some other things that, that are going on there in California that will give us hope as, an, as a country, knowing that we've got great people in California leading this effort? Uh,
8: I think we got you know great local leadership when it com- comes to that Northern California uh, region. We have you know some of my concerns. You know why why do decisions for all of California? And I'm going to give you, you know, a couple examples that I've I've heard about talked about, you know, smog down in Southern California. Well, why does why does the state get to impose, you know, uh, smog um, laws on people in Northern California? You know, especially these guys that are up there trying to make a living in the you know in the logging industry. Why do they get to decide that, hey? Uh, these logging trucks get have to be retrofitted, most of them, you know, with all these new smog um, deals equipment. And and, and and it's expensive. And these guys are just trying to, you know, go out and make a living and, and uh, you know, go out and, and earn For their family and take care of their families, but uh, we have you know, people because of the smog in Southern California, guys are up in the mountains logging, they're not there's no smog up there, they don't got they shouldn't have to worry about that. You know, water rights on farms up in Northern California, why should Southern California be able to impose or the senators or whoever's making the laws up down there? Why do they get to impose the uh, uh, water laws and water right laws uh, on far- farmers and ranchers in Northern California? It's just, it's there's a lot of stuff that's going on, there's probably more than I, you know. That I need, that I even know, but uh, um, that, you know, we have great leadership. You know, I myself, I work for, I think one of the best sheriffs in the country, if not the best. Um, and tell and everybody that, who your sheriff is. Lieutenant my Jeff. sheriff is Sheriff John D'Agostini, um phenomenal man. Um, and we need guys like him um, that are doing the things that he's doing locally. And uh, stepping up. What they up, really do
1: is protect and defend. What they really do is
8: provide a, a, a check and balance, don't they? Absolutely, they defend the Constitution. They defend the Constitution. Um, our agencies re- required. I mean, he's required. He requires us to walk around on duty with the with a little pam- booklet about that Constitution in our pockets, and and not only carry it around, but understand what it means. And that's what you know resonated with me and, and Sheriff Mack when I heard him speak here uh, a while a while back was. You know, a lot of people we in law enforcement we swear. You know, we stand up and raise our right hand. We swear to protect the Constitution, and we take that oath. But then, there's not much that goes back into that. And I actually read a quote. You know, where he's writing about that, and we we don't do enough, I think, to to uh, uh, keep that at the forefront. And 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 no, and law enforcement. That's why we're out there doing the job. It starts with education, then it turns into commitment, and then people take an oath that we expect them to uphold absolutely we're not out there we're out there to serve and protect all right we're, we're not good. out there we're not and you know again in law enforcement we're not, there, not out there to bully and and take people to jail we're out there to serve and protect all right stay there jeff quick pause ladies and gentlemen lowell nelson campaign for
1: liberty.org with me lieutenant jeff say your last name sir lykoff lykoff with me and uh you are listening to liberty roundtable live live from the constitutional Chairs and peace officers association conference org. you can watch it online and cut everybody. Liberty Roundtable live in seconds.
9: Exposing
0: corruption.
1: Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty.
9: You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance
0: Pride. An airstrike by the United States targeted facilities near the Syrian-Iraq border used by Iranian-backed militia groups. The strike came more than a week after a rocket attack in northern Iraq, killed a civilian contractor, and wounded a U.S. service member. Former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo criticized the airstrike in eastern Syria late Thursday, saying it should have targeted something that threatened the United States of America. A divided House on Thursday passed a bill that would extend civil rights protections to prohibit discrimination on the basis of sexual orientation or gender identity. But the measure faces an uphill battle. The legislation passed 224 to 206 along party lines and stands a small chance of drawing enough support in the Senate to advance. House Democrats will leave a provision to increase the minimum wage to $15 an hour in their version of the COVID-19 relief package set for a vote on Friday. Despite the measure does not comply with budgetary rules. USA Radio News.
9: Can you really believe the news? So much spin. Americans just don't trust big media. And if you're really tired of the old news, check out Newsmax TV, the fastest growing network in America. It's on all major cable systems. Each night, watch Newsmax TV and see big shows with Sean Spicer, Greg Kelly, Lindsey Keith, Stinchfield, and Rob Schmidt. They're exposing Joe Biden and Nancy Pelosi's surprising agenda. So tune into Newsmax anytime. If your cable doesn't carry it, call them and tell them you can go to another service that does. Or you can download the Newsmax app on your smartphone. It's free, and you can watch it anywhere in the world. Newsmax is also free on TVs like Samsung, LG, and Vizio. And millions of people watch Newsmax on Roku, YouTube, Pluto, Zumo, Apple TV, and more. There's a reason 30 million Americans watch Newsmax TV all the time. Check it out today. Newsmax is real news for real people.
0: The embattled governor of New York, Democrat Andrew Cuomo, is now facing sexual harassment charges. Phoenix, USA, Radio News Bureau's Tim Berg reports.
6: New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is again calling for an investigation into allegations lodged against Governor Andrew Cuomo. This time it's for sexual harassment claims from a former Cuomo aide. Lindsay Boylan making the detailed accusations that Cuomo sexually harassed her in an essay yesterday. The White House agrees with de Blasio.
2: When a person comes forward... They deserve to be treated with dignity and respect. Their voice should be heard, not silenced.
6: Press Secretary Jen Psaki.
0: Governor Como is also accused of thousands of deaths in New York nursing homes by his COVID mandates. As President Biden's bloated $1.9 trillion stimulus package heads for a vote Friday, it's already off to a bad start. The Senate parliamentarian ruled that a plan to gradually increase the federal minimum wage does not follow the rules that govern budget bills in the Senate. This is USA Radio News.
10: All
1: right, happy to have you along. My fellow Americans. Sam Bushman, Lowell Nelson, org. We've got Brad Rogers with us, former sheriff of what? Elkhart County? Yes. Indiana? Yes. All right, talk right into your mic, though. you got to kiss it there, Brad. Okay, I got it. There you go, Sheriff. All right, hey, Lowell Nelson, you got Brad Rogers, probably one of the most, constitu- well, I shouldn't say probably. It's debatable. The most constitutional? It's hard, because it's Richard Mack and then Sheriff Brad Rogers, right? Um... But one of the most constitutional sheriffs in the country who put his money and his time and his credibility and his oath all on the line from Elkhart, Indiana. Brad Rogers, welcome, sir.
3: Hey, Sam. Good to be with you today.
1: Lowell, do you got a question, question for Brad?
3: Well,
7: wonderful, Brad. I applaud you and your efforts there in Indiana and across the nation because you are setting an example for sheriffs and peace officers across the nation my question for you this morning, uh, Brad, is, is, you know, there's a, um, a transition that has been happening in law enforcement across the country for years now, and it's the transition from peace officer to law enforcement, the agent of the government, essentially, and, and this it, it, transformation has been very subtle over the years, but it's becoming increasingly, um, um, shall we say, egregious or overt, I think, where or the, the politicians, they want you to be armed to the teeth like, like a man from the military, like a combat zone, uh, going into your communities and ruling like, uh, you know, jack-booted thugs, rather than being a peace-loving, you know, peace-promoting um, gentleman of the neighborhood. Uh, can, can you just talk about that a little bit and what you're doing there in Indiana to, to uh, re- restore or retain you know, the peace officer uh, image among your your people.
3: Sure. You make a good point. And uh, I've always been, uh, I grew up, uh, I was in law enforcement for 34 years and uh, always viewed it as being a peace officer. It, but you're right, it is subtle. It is it is something that's creeping in. And it all, I think, centers around uh, that if the law enforcement officer now today, the the peace officer that they're supposed to be, they, they're in, under the impression that if there's a law uh, on the books, that they need to enforce it. Well, that's not what our oath of office says. And our founding fathers, of course, knows. Uh, we all know that they made everyone who was an elected official or public servant take an oath to uphold and defend the Constitution of the United States and, and, and wherever you live of that state. And so it, it is um it, it's stuff that's that's creeped in and we need leaders like the sheriffs that are here at CSPOA and and uh myself that will continue to speak out and set an example that it's not about uh, law enforcement. It's about keeping your oath and um really striving for peace. And you know, if you think about uh the the federal government that went into the Bud ranch area uh to round up cattle. They came in with their SWAT team, and uh, as a sheriff, if I got a court order to round up cattle, I wouldn't need a SWAT team. I'd just go to the farmer and say, hey, how can we peacefully resolve this? And they didn't even uh, venture to do that. Now, you know, I'm not even saying that, you know, uh, the situation with the cows or anywhere on on a court order is right or wrong. That's not my uh, job to determine that, but the fact is we need to be peace officers, and we shouldn't govern at the point of a gun. Now we want our officers to be uh, I think well armed. We certainly don't want to be have them uh, massacred on the streets and and things of that nature. We want the, them to have the right tools, but they need to have the right mentality and the right attitude in this process. So that's what CSPOA and Richard Mack and myself uh, strive to do and that's why I continue to do this. Even as I'm a retired sheriff, I'm now a county commissioner in the same county. But I, I still uh, come to these events and tell my stories and, and let them know that uh, it is possible to to be a peace officer.
1: Now, let's be clear. You're a commissioner uh, now. Do you also work with the Sheriff's Department as a captain?
3: No, I've, I've totally retired on December 31st. Uh, I, I took office January 1st as a county commissioner. I won the election back in the fall uh, against a 16-year incumbent. And so... It, it's, Thank the heavens uh, for that, my friend. It, it's uh, good to have, uh, good to be back in the public service and elected uh, official. I was a captain for the last two years after I, uh, of course, was term limited as sheriff in Indiana. So it's um, it's good to be back as an elected official and and uh, once again defending that oath. Is the county commissioner a full time position? It is. Uh, it, it's it's probably not as frontline as a sheriff, it can be, but, you uh, know, a lot of the, the policies and support of the sheriff's office, uh, you know, ordinances and, and just the mindset of the state and federal tyranny that we can uh, stand in the gap for is, is certainly there. Lowell, uh, so uh, hopefully he answered your question. You got a good follow-up for him?
7: Yeah, the follow-up is uh, I'm delighted that you're in more of a legislative capacity now. Uh, how do you, uh, but, but but you know, leaving the office of sheriff, I'm sure that the, the liberty-loving folks there in Indiana w- worried that boy, we had a great sheriff for for two great terms. Now what's going to happen? Can you address the you know how do you groom somebody or or did you groom uh, you know did you train the people uh, you know your deputies and so forth uh, to to follow in your footsteps and. And how, yeah. did you, how did you go about that? How did, how, what did you do to ensure that the next sheriff in your county was going to be a liberty-loving sheriff like yourself?
3: Well, that's a great question. And, and the first thing I did was set the example. So when I went up against the FDA, I'll tell that story today, but if you want to just Google that, put Sheriff Brad Rogers FDA, and you'll see a lot of stories about that. But when I went up against the federal government, and then I went up against a, a local mayor, um, uh, and he was going to shut off uh, people's sewers, and I, I took a stand against that uh, because he didn't provide any due process. Uh, again, protecting people's rights. sheriff not only protects people from criminals in, in some cases, but they protect people from overreaching government. And so the the current sheriff in Elkhart County was actually a captain underneath me, and he saw all that happen, and so I think uh, that set the tone for him to come in as a constitutional sheriff. He might not be in as much uh, in your face as I would would have been, but uh, he he's definitely uh, uh, seems to be you know setting the right tone and and um, keeping that you know. For example, I'll give you just one quick example that this a lot of this with covid nonsense this mask mandate he 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 took a stand he said i'm i'm not going to enforce this mandate and um so you know they wanted law enforcement to uh cite people arrest people for it in in this in our county before I became commissioner of course and um he, he refused to do so. And so that's he's taken a stand on that. So the other the other side of that is that, again, the oath of office. We need to focus on that. We don't teach the Constitution it seems in, in public school as much as we should probably. And the oath of office I mean when I took over as sheriff, we we had um the oath of office was new employees would go walk across the street to the clerk's office and the clerk the county clerk, which is no there's no dishonor with a county clerk giving you the oath, but but the sheriff wasn't there. There was no family there. It was just a, a private ceremony where the clerk told you to raise your right hand and then you, you signed the oath of office paperwork with a pen with a plastic flower attached to it, and there was no pomp and circumstance to it, and and it just set the wrong signal, for for the what the oath of office is about. So when I became sheriff, and and the current sheriff has continued this, is you you have it in a courtroom with maybe a circuit court judge or. Uh, uh, You know, a judge that is uh, presiding over the county and you have the new employees come in with their families and they are allowed to take pictures because you got that cleared through the judge ahead of time. You got the media there you you do a press release it's a big deal and and they realize that it's you know you don't raise your right hand and say I promise to, to write speeding tickets and put bad guys in jail oh yeah that's part of our job sometimes but quite frankly the oath Uphold and protect the United States Constitution, and in our case, the Indiana Constitution. So help me and, God.
1: And that might mean putting somebody in jail, but it also might mean preventing somebody from going to jail,
3: right? Indeed, I agree. And and that's so that's what uh, I've I've set the tone for, and hopefully, that that spark that. Uh, lighting of that candle will will continue to burn uh, into the future and as i uh, continue as an executive and legislative branch of county government i hope to continue to uh, extend that into other areas of county government
1: brad rogers thank you so much my friend
3: sam it's always a pleasure thank you former
1: sheriff ladies and gentlemen county commissioner currently elected both times serving america Elkhart County, Indiana, for what thirty plus years, doing a phenomenal job. Uh, we appreciate him. Uh, Lowell, any final thoughts?
7: Just uh, appreciate all you're doing, and I hope that our young listeners, those who uh, are seeking a career in law enforcement, will will listen well to and watch the example of, uh, of Sheriff Brad Rogers, and um, and and Richard Mac, Sheriff Richard Mack, and understand that. You know, everybody is on a, a spectrum of understanding about their role as a peace officer, and understanding that clearly can be done by studying what these guys are doing, what they're writing, what they're saying, how they're speaking about it, as you uh, prepare yourself to serve uh, your fellow man in your county. When we come what, back uh, in uh, seconds,
1: and ladies and gentlemen, Lowell Nelson, org breaks down Christy Nome's response to the oil pipeline shut down by whacked-out Joe. Liberty Roundtable Live.
4: Can a nation conceived in liberty carry its head high if it denies protection to the youngest and most vulnerable of its citizens? Can a country founded on God-given rights continue to thrive? without understanding that life is a precious gift from our Creator. As a physician, I have looked into the eyes of one-pound babies. I have cradled their small bodies in the palm of one hand. I defy those who are careless, who would disregard life, and look at these tiny little miracles and say, we're not going to protect that. But I believe there will come a time when we are all judged On whether or not we took a stand in defense of all life from the moment of conception until our last natural breath one thing i promise you i will always take a stand for life
5: as a parent is receiving a faith-based character-focused education for your children difficult to find do you believe that godly principles should be a central component in your child's education imagine a school where faith and integrity are at its center where heritage and responsibility instill character. For over 40 years, American Heritage School has been educating both hearts and minds, bringing out academic excellence. This is the school where character and embracing the providence of a living God are fundamental, where students' national test scores average near the 90th percentile. With American Heritage School's advanced distance education program, distance is no longer an issue. With an accredited LDS-oriented curriculum from kindergarten through 12th grade, your children can attend from anywhere in the world. American Heritage School will prepare your child for more than a job. It will prepare them for life. To learn more, visit American-Heritage.org. That's American-Heritage.org.
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen. Lowell Nelson, Campaign for Liberty.org. With me, I am live from the CSPOA conference, CSPOA.org. Check it out. All kinds of guests coming up next hour as well on the broadcast live from the event. Meanwhile, though, we got to get an update from Christy Nome, her response to this oil pipeline. Tremendous response, Lowell.
7: Yeah, well, Joe Biden, he pulled the permits on the Keystone Pipeline soon after his inauguration, and that uh, really stop the work in South Dakota, work on the pipeline, just ground to an absolute halt. Huge, huge number of job losses there in the state. And the reason South Dakota is on our radar is because Christy Noem, the governor Christy Kristi there, is, is one of the few governors in our country who refused to lock her state down in light of the COVID, the so-called pandemic, which is uh, really not a pandemic at all. But, but uh, she, um, you know did not choose to lock down her state. And so I've been watching her really closely. And so her response to the, the, the COVID, uh, I'm sorry, to the Keystone Pipeline shutdown, I was curious to know how she responded to that. And on this, uh, this uh, YouTube video, her news conference with Fox News that happened just a couple of weeks ago, I, I, I missed it at the time, but uh, last night uh, listened to it. Uh, she talked about the benefits of the Keystone Pipeline about the fact that it would provide energy more safely. You know, transporting the oil via pipeline is a lot safer than transporting it on truck um, overland uh, because those trucks, you know, if they, they spill, if they have a wreck, I mean, it's uh, damaging to the environment. Um, and so anyway, it's, the pipeline provides that energy more safely, and it results in lower prices, and it's better for the environment. I mean, I, you know, I really never – I thought the Keystone Pipeline was some something way up in, uh, in Alaska or in the Arctic uh, Ocean or something, but, you know, it, it, it's right here in, in one of our states, South Dakota. So, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 I guess my question for you, Sam, is why, um, and, and it would be for, for Governor Noem, too, is, is why not just keep working uh, on the pipeline, I, I, despite the fact that you don't have permits? You know, since when does the general government you know, stop a state from doing something in their geographic boundaries that they want to do? That's, that's the question we should be asking. Why would a state acquiesce to the order of a general government who has no jurisdiction over them? The state is the sovereign, not the general government, right? The states are the ones who got together, formed a compact with one another growth of the US constitution to enable a general government to do very specific certain things for them, for the state. And uh it's, it's upside down when this general, general government can tell a state what to do. That just doesn't make sense, ma'am. And so You know Lol, I find that
1: interesting I'm- this I find that interesting. This question is: Why shouldn't they continue with something's good for their state? After all, they're sovereign. I want—I know you mentioned that, but I want to kind of hammer that point home for a second.
7: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly the question. I want Christy Norm to take charge. Uh, is, is the state of South Dakota not a sovereign state? And if if they truly believe that they're sovereign, then they should simply continue work on the Keystone Pipeline. It's going to benefit their state. It's going to benefit surrounding states because they'll be able to sell that energy to surrounding states. Um, It's empowering to the people of South Dakota because it provides jobs. It it, it allows them to continue living where they live, earning a livelihood, providing for their families. It's it's a win-win situation there. I don't want South Dakota to stop working on the Keystone Pipeline just because the general government doesn't think they ought to. The general government should be taking orders from the state, not the other way around, Sam.
1: Well, and they have dual sovereignty, too. So if you read the Constitution, there are designated responsibilities for all jurisdictions and branches of government, whether it be vertical or horizontal in its checks and balances. So maybe they ought to keep that constitutional law-abiding reality check in mind would be my statement on the topic. Our prayers are with Christy Nome and those who are trying to do the very best they can to fight federal tyranny, that's for sure. Action alert, ladies and gentlemen. Stop the con-con. Con, lol.
7: <laughs> Yes, you know, we're blessed in Utah this year, apparently. We don't have a con-con site in our legislature. But if you live in the states of South Dakota or in Montana or in New Hampshire, then you have a battle on your hands because there are people in your state legislature speaking and pushing for this Article 5 Constitution. I'm sorry, Article 5 convention, and it really must be stopped. So basically, if you have a pen and paper, if you live in Montana, then call your state representative and tell them to oppose H.J. 13. If you're in New Hampshire, call your state rep, tell them to oppose H.C.R. 1. And if you're in South Dakota, the great state of Governor Kristi Noem there, call your state senator and demand that they oppose Senate Joint Resolution 502, and, um, you know, the con-cons is just a bad idea, Sam. You and I have talked about that numerous times on Liberty Roundtable. Perhaps we don't need to get into it, but basically it's people who want to trash the current Constitution and rewrite, uh, basically, a new Constitution, which they won't follow either. If they can't follow the current one, What 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 hope do we have of their following a new one and a one, you know, if they write a new one, it's going to be far worse, have fewer protections for the liberty of the people than the current one, Sam.
1: And let's make this very clear, Lowell. We know that this is happening all over the country. These are not the only states that we need to worry about this in. These are just the states that are right now pressing hard and we need to basically have an alert action to say, you know what, stop it, stop it, stop it now right?
7: That's exactly right, Sam. Yeah, it, uh, These are the three states where the uh, activity is, is uh, fomenting right now, but um, there's always, there's always uh, something you can do, no matter what your state is. Um, chances are you live in a state that passed a resolution to have a conventional, uh, an Article 5 convention, and if that's the case, then please work to rescind that call. Uh, get that off the books, uh, so that uh, it, 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 so that Congress uh, is is not going to make that call, because once they make the call for for an Article Five convention, then you then pretty much uh, you you can't do anything they about it. They lie and claim you
1: can never take it back. Law well, you can, but they press very hard and make you believe that you've already committed and that you can't back out and change your mind. So that's the lie that's being told. Nevertheless, it's very very hard to stop the con con. Uh, because it's a con, and their deceptive reality around that is very, very difficult uh, for folks to kind of understand. We also have another action alert. Ladies and gentlemen, stop the crony capitalism. That's just as high on the list, isn't it?
7: It's very high on the list. Uh, That's happening right now in the U.S. House. Probably today the U.S. House will vote on uh, Biden's $1.9 trillion stimulus package. This is uh, billed as a COVID relief package, but it is chock full of pork, special interest, bailouts, crony, capitalism. 591-page bill is just chock full of all the stuff that you don't want. And, uh, for example, this bill would give $129 billion to schools, whether they reopen or not. Uh, it also calls for the $15 minimum wage within the next four years. Um so it, it's going to be detrimental to, uh, to people everywhere in the country, and I just uh, please ask you, our listeners, to call your U.S. representative today and tell them to stop the way, stop the, this bill, vote no on the 1.9 trillion dollar stimulus package, and um, you know, really, Sam, if there's anything that would truly stimulate the economy, it would be to open it up um, and, and you know, end the lockdowns. This an uh, unscientific, tyrannical restriction on business here in, in uh, our state. Sam?
1: All right, Lowell. In Utah, we talked about this last week. We'll talk about it again a little bit more, but give an update. Preserving female sports, another Utah bill. This is happening in states across the country as well. Give a quick update where we are on that, sir.
7: That went to the uh, Senate Health and Human Services Committee. It held a it had a hearing on that bill this week, earlier this week and then the members of the committee voted to hold that bill. In other words, they were not comfortable enough with it to pass it out with a favorable recommendation. So uh, citizens in Utah need to call members of the Senate Health and Human Services Committee, there's only about eight of them, and um, and, and insist that they get this bill moving. It's HB 302, HB 302, to prevent males from competing in female sports as transgendered athletes. It's very dangerous. Uh, We've talked about the dangers of that on this show before. You get a a male who's bigger, stronger, and faster uh, competing with females. It just takes away the opportunities for the female athletes, and it it can endanger the female athletes if you're in a contact sport where you've got a big, bruising uh, male body coming at you that 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 could very much endanger, you know, what's it going to take before maybe a lawsuit, maybe somebody gets hurt, maybe some girl gets killed uh, by a male athlete who claims that he identifies as a female. What's it going to take before we stop this madness, Sam? Well, especially we if they to... start
1: to throw in football and rug, rugby, lol. <laughs>
7: mm-hmm.
11: <laughs> I mean, no, just think about,
1: uh, you know, it's already brutal for a man getting a concussion when they get nailed by a serious you know, somebody uh, who basically has a blitz the line and the quarterback gets nailed. Just imagine if it's a, a a girl that gets nailed. I'm not saying girls aren't great people. I'm just saying it's not the same, my friend. And it's bad enough for males when they get nailed uh, in some of these sports, too. They're already brutal enough is the point, right?
7: That's right. So, you know, this is a great bill. There's probably one in the legislature near you. They're all over the country, in fact. The people want this law. And the bureaucrats, they don't want it, right? Because they they hear the screaming 1 or 2 or 3% of the population screaming for transgender rights, and they're, uh, you know, they're kowtowed by them. Well, that's because you and I are not making a loud enough clamor for common sense law. This is a common sense law. You don't mix um, men and women in the same physical sport. You just don't do that. And uh, that's, that's what 80% of the people Amen to that. Country. We'll keep
1: beating on that too, Lowell. We appreciate your time on that last issue I want to get to before the end of the hour. On Monday, we'll talk more about vaccinations and 31 plus reasons why we won't take them and et cetera, et cetera. Meantime, though, I want to finish on Utah's move to rename Dixie State University. The bureaucrats want it, the people don't, on uh, Lowell.
7: That's right. Another uh, common sense, um, well. The law, the proposed law, is not common sense. They want to rename Dixie State University because of the connotations of the word Dixie with slavery. Well, you know, this is a slippery slope, Sam. If we erase Dixie from the state of Utah, then, you know, we're also going to erase Robert E. Lee. We're going to erase some of the greatest people of our country. Talk about George Washington, the father of our republic. He was a man of the South. Thomas Jefferson, author of the Declaration of Independence, so he grew up in Virginia. That's the South. That's south of the Mason-Dixon line. James Madison, father of the Constitution. Sam, if we erase these people from our history, then we will be rudderless. We will not be able to look back at our history and find the character, the love of country that these great Southerners brought to the table. Dixie is. I only celebrated. have one answer for this,
1: Little Nelson. You ready? Yep. Not on my watch, my friend.
7: <laughs> I love it, Sam. I love we appreciate you, sir. You we'll there, have sir. you back Monday.
1: We'll keep those headlines, too. We'll talk about the vaccines on Monday. Thank you so much, sir.
7: You're welcome, Sam. It's good to be with you.
1: Lowell Nelson, Liberty.org. You are live from CSPOA.org conference on your radio.
0: Live from atop the Rocky Mountains,
9: the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio. Show. Talk show
1: All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow American Sam Bushman, live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I was refused to use, no doubt kicks off, or I should say continues now. This is the broadcast for February the 26th in the year of our Lord, 2021. This is our two of two and our goal always, without a doubt, to protect life, liberty, and property, and to promote God, family, and country on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. It is a faith-filled fantastic. We're taking America back one heart, one mind, one issue at a time for Friday, and we are live this weekend. From the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association Conference, CSPOA.org To learn more, to get your tickets and attend live, where you say? Woodlands, Texas. We're at the Woodlands Resort, ladies and gentlemen. But if you can't make it in person live, it is available online as well. CSPOA.org. Get involved in the solutions. Donate liberally today. It's the only time we believe in liberalism is when you donate. Just add zeros to your donation would you please just start with a positive number though please and then just add zeros will you do that for me all right ladies and gentlemen uh, richard mack normally is with us on fridays and saturdays on the broadcast but he's tied up man kicking off this incredible live conference we got people coming in left and right it is kicked off and there's a lot of people around having a fantastic time hope you are as well an incredible speaker lineup all in store for you coming up as well. But we can't get Richard with us because he's too tied up taking care of business and helping everybody get all squared away and where they're supposed to be, and they're about to kick off with a prayer and a Pledge of Allegiance. Imagine that for hate, starting out with a prayer and Pledge of Allegiance and all that kind of stuff. But we did manage to grab Richard Mack's son, Jimmy Mack, well-known friend of ours. He's been to a lot of the conferences. He was at the Bundy Safety Zone back in 2014 where the American people came to the aid of their citizen, fellow citizenry, and stop the bureaucrats from murdering cows and people. So that was a wonderful blessing, and he's here today as well. Welcome, my brother, Jimmy Mack.
11: Thank you so much for having me, Sam Bushman. Do you, what do you think of that introduction, man? Is that all right? That's perfect. Thank you. So what's going on with you, man? Well, I'm just uh, here to show up for freedom. You know, when, when, when there's a fight for freedom, I like to show up and be on the front lines
1: fight for freedom you like to show up and be on the front how do we get a t-shirt that says that (laughs) when there's the fight for freedom i want to show up and be on the front line isn't that a
11: killer t-shirt man come on man i accidentally did that but i like it too
1: hey that was an accidental Uh, jay my producer's name is jay can you write this down and we got to have a t-shirt that says that man when there's a fight for freedom i want to be on the front line i'm just telling that just sounds phenomenal All right, so, Jimmy, you've been with your dad to a lot of events, though, too, haven't you?
11: Yes, sir. I've uh, been going to these events since I was in diapers. So I was raised in the freedom movement. It's in my veins. It's in my blood.
1: And what do you think of it all, man? It seems like we're losing a lot of our freedom, and it seems like it's getting worse in many ways, right?
11: You know, I I honestly feel like the best has yet to come. Um, I think... It's going to get ugly. The storm's going to get ugly. But on the other side of that, it's going to be beautiful. And we're never going to let this happen again.
1: How do we stay calm through it all, man? How do we, how do we cope with that?
11: We stay close to God. And uh, Jesus, Jesus will comfort us through it all. And he will give us the strength to endure.
1: Oh, yeah, buddy, I'm one of those guys that throws down for King Jesus, I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, so you, you're you a martial arts fighter too, right?
11: Yeah, I, I fought MMA for a while. I escaped uh, that career with no injuries, but I, I still like to train, still like to stay sharp.
1: Dude, it's brutal, huh?
11: Yeah, it is. I'm, I'm lucky. I, I ended up with no concussions, no injuries, so I'll take that as a win.
1: So let me, let me ask you, because I've always wondered this. You know, when those guys get... I don't know what you call it. The corner of the rink? What do you what do you call it? They get the corner man? Or whatever, but they just get they're in the corner they're against the, the edge of the thing there. The whatever and they're the just getting beat. Okay, the cage. Mm-hmm. They're they're in the corner of the edge of the cage, they're just <laughs> getting beat. Yep. How does that feel though? Don't you just have this feeling like, uh oh
11: well, I, was I bought the farm man. <laughs> <laughs> I was usually the one giving the beating, but I did lose one fight. But um I your adrenaline's going. It it's uh, it's not as bad as you think. Um, really? Yeah, I. Uh, when your adrenaline's going, you you don't really feel it as much as you you'd like you think.
1: Because when you see someone taking a beating, man, on the uh, getting smashed in that cage or whatever, you just think, oh, <laughs> oh, gee. I mean, it's dude, it just hurts, and you're not even there. Yeah, Jimmy.
11: Yeah, <laughs> I hear that. All right.
1: So we need to stay close to God. What else do we need to do, man? We need to
11: join CSPOA. All you right. Citizens, you don't have to be a cop to join CSPOA, you can just be a concerned citizen that wants better for the country and wants uh, to stand against these federal encroachments that are destroying our freedoms.
1: So we say the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association, that's really to train sheriffs about their oaths of office, is to help people understand the incredible Supreme Court win in Richard Mack's favor. Bill Clinton got shut down. He threatened to arrest Richard Mack, but Richard Mack won at the Supreme Court. I don't know why Bill Clinton didn't get arrested, but that's a whole other topic in my mind. (laughs) Uh, But uh, what's interesting to me about this whole thing is This really landmark decision helps people understand jurisdictional reality. It helps people understand that we all have a role. Sheriffs have a role. State officials have a role. Federal officials do have a role, although limited in scope, constitutionally speaking, etc. But we the people have a tremendous role, too. And really, the elected officials need our support like nobody's business today, don't they?
11: Yes, sir. Um, Change starts at the local level, and we need all hands on deck to be be engrossed in what's going on we have to have hope we we can't i hear too many people out there saying oh there's no hope we're we're losing we're not losing they that's what they want you to think we're winning we're winning this battle and we will we we already know good wins and and we will win
1: And to me, that's really the important takeaway. We know good wins. In the end, we know that God and righteousness and honor and goodness will prevail. And even though it seems dark as all get out, sometimes it's darkest, what, right before the light? Exactly. How do you keep a positive attitude? I know in this day and age, especially with corona and masks and lockdowns and stay-home orders, and I mean, I could just go on and on and on, right? Right. They're taking away our gut. How do you remain positive in it all, Jimmy?
11: Well, I would recommend... It starts with what you put in your body. If you're eating toxins and you're not working, you know, you're not treating your body right. It's it's easier to be in a bad state of mind. And if you're taking care of yourself, then uh, you you feel you feel good, and you feel you feel better, and you can have a better attitude all, all the way around. Don't don't be going out drinking beer and drinking soda too much.
1: <laughs> all right. Have you ever thought
11: about doing radio? I have not. No, sir.
1: No, that's not for you, huh? Hey I
11: am I'm, I'm open. I'm open to it. You know, radio's fun you could do videos though. Yeah, yeah. I, I do need to do more. Um, I know that. Um, just just showing up for these events ain't quite enough. I I do I've have thought about starting a podcast and and stuff like that. All right.
1: Look around. Tell me what you see, man. Tell me tell me what this convention's got.
11: All right. We have uh... A lot of sheriffs. Some of them are armed. Um, There's only two people wearing masks, and I think they're from the Washington Post.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the WAPO can wear masks if they want to. We're we're into freedom.
11: Right, right, right. Um, But about the Washington Post being here, you know, they're kind of notorious for fabricating stuff and not making CSPOA look very well, but, you know... My dad uh, invited them here they, they, they've been trying to trying to catch him doing something wrong and um, so he just invited them. You want to see what we're about? come, come to the conference yeah.
1: cspoa.org you can watch it online as well That's one of the things that's interesting is they you know they say all kinds of things about us. What I find fascinating is every you know bureaucrat, every undercover or whatever from the southern part of the Law Center, whoever it be, or whether it be somebody in the media, they come thinking that they're going to get something incredible to report, and when they get done, they're like Well, these God-fearing family people are all about the rule of law and the oath of office and law and order, and there's not really a whole lot to report here, you know? Because they won't report the good we're doing. They want to find the scandal, and when it's not there, they don't know what to do, so they walk away, and half the time they don't write a story. The other half the time they just lie.
11: Exactly, but... um, But the honest
1: ones get stopped in their tracks, don't they?
11: Right, right. But uh, the good thing about the truth is you can't unhear it. And, you know, whether it 's good that they 're here hearing the truth because even even if they don't walk out of here a patriot a few years down the line, something that's said today might resonate with them and might have them change a heart
1: believe it it's it's kind of like preaching the gospel of Christ and sharing the message of our Lord Jesus Christ. you know sometimes people aren't ready, but you still work on planting that seed. you still work on that precursor work that is necessary for sometimes hearts to be softened or for people to you know, their memory um, later in life when they're, they're more ripe or ready for the, uh, those things, uh, things kind of come back in their mind as an echo or kind of come back in their mind as a memory, which really leads them to Christ.
11: Exactly. And you've, you've done some preaching to me when I wasn't fully ready, I think about eight ten years ago. We Buddy, I've
1: been preaching for years. <laughs> <my>. <laughs> we were having
11: papooses in Utah. And, uh, and what did I tell you? Well, you were, you were talking to me about the gospel and... I think uh, I, wasn't, I wasn't fully, you know, I liked what you were saying, but I wasn't in a good good uh, spiritual place at the time. And uh, I think I told you sometimes it's better to speak, or sometimes it's better to listen than, than it is to speak. You learn more or something. I said something kind of rude, and so I apologize for that. But, um, yeah, what you said, uh, it, you know, it stuck with me. It did.
5: You know,
1: and and I don't take any credit. It isn't me. You know, it's God talking through us all. It's 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 the. It's the message that we, uh, that we uh, share. It's the efforts and the desire that we put into it that matters. And, you know, again, people may not be ready at certain times. We need to accept people's agency, even though we want people to do right and do good and have a great life and everything else. we got to accept people's agency. If people want to run around and wear masks and then probably be the first to get the corona, which is, seems to be ironically t- typical, right. then they, they, we want to accept that freedom that they can do that stuff if they choose, right?
11: Right. Absolutely.
1: And I think that's something really important to understand about liberty is that it's all about agency, and we believe in that principle. Jimmy, thank you so much, my friend.
11: Thank you so much, Sam. It's a pleasure to see you.
1: There he goes. Jimmy Mack doing a phenomenal job for his dad.
10: As the United States boldly stepped forward in the glorious light provided by its new Constitution in 1787, the nations of the earth were in awe of the newfound strength and hope of this free land. Today, the nation stands at a crossroads. A divergence from the original intent put forth in the United States Constitution has brought grave threats to our beloved nation. A miracle is needed if the United States is to survive. That miracle is again the pure application of the United States Constitution. I'm Scott Bradley. In my To Preserve the Nation book and lecture series, I bring forth truths that will help raise up a new generation of statesmen like those noble Americans who founded this land vigorous application of these principles will invigorate and restore the nation and we may become again the freest most prosperous most respected and happiest nation on earth visit to preserve the nation.com to begin that restoration okay girls about finished with your lesson on money
3: daddy what is a buy sell spread for gold coins
1: All right, back with you live, ladies and gentlemen, rock and rolling from guest to guest on your radio this morning. We are live indeed from, what do they call this thing, the Woodlands Resort in Woodlands, Texas, just outside of Houston, Texas, ladies and gentlemen. So I wrote an interesting headline for our next guest. Uh, you got to flip up the switch there on your mic there, Steve. All right. So let's get that. There you go. Now you're going to be live. I never
12: was very good at scissors or paste. All right, <laughs> Flint kindergarten.
1: All right. There you have it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me just write this headline, see if, see if this makes sense for Mr. Steve Stockman. Former Congressman Steve Stockman, now free by the grace of God Almighty. Amen. Is that, is that a good headline to start with? Brian? Yeah, I
12: love that headline. That's very good.
1: All right. Steve Stockman back with us, ladies and gentlemen. We were at a conference. When was that conference?
12: Uh, man, 2014. It's been, yeah, a long time ago, and it was a amazing conference because uh, an act of God brought in a tornado, and we had to hide in the basement.
1: Yes, we did, but it spared us. Yes, Thank heavens. Yeah. So, lady and gentlemen, Steve Stockman, Stockman with me now. He was a congressman. He stood for the truth like nobody's business, and they literally uh, took four grand juries to try to take him out, and he did go to uh, federal prison. He has now been released, uh, really, by President Trump. That's right. And we're grateful for his liberty, but he's not all the way out of the woods. I hate to say that in woodlands. <laughs> but he's not all the way out of the woods yet, because they didn't give him a complete pardon like they should have. Well, what do they call this thing they gave you, a commuting of a sentence? Is Commutation, that
12: what it is? yeah. Commutation, just, This okay. just means you're, you're out of prison, but you're still, everything else stands. And so. thank
1: heavens, though, because you got sick in prison, right?
12: Yeah, it was pretty rough. I got uh, COVID, and, and without my charming uh angel wife uh i think i wouldn't have been here today big old shout out goes to patty yeah. no doubt about that she went on tv and um two hours later after she was on local news they took me to the hospital which turned out glad they did i had pneumonia and they uh, and they gave me medication and i i think there was numerous times that uh
1: i was at high risk <laughs> it's
12: so glad to be out
1: Now, you probably would have died had they not been able to get you the help that you needed, huh?
12: I I mean, I can't predict, but it would have been very, um, very uh, dramatic in my uh, situation if they hadn't helped me out.
1: My real point, though, is that this is even though we don't want to just take all the government uh, uh, lying about COVID because we think a lot of it's bogus and we think it's dishonest and the the narrative is is certainly uh, misdirected and deceptive uh, for their uh, control purposes. Let's be clear, though. Hey, people can get really sick from the coronavirus, and we're not saying that there's nothing to it. We're just saying we shouldn't lose our liberty on that altar, right?
12: Absolutely. In fact, I would argue that uh, if somebody wants to choose to do something, it's so funny. The left wants freedom of choice until they want to take that choice away from you. And yeah, they he, even
1: want that to murder their babies. Right? Yeah,
12: well, the thing is that the baby never had a choice, and, um, but I'm for freedom of choice, but i I, I for the baby to choose. You know, I had a bumper sticker. You may recall it said, so "If baby had guns, we wouldn't have abortion."
5: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> which reality, drove everybody right? nuts. <laughs> you know, there's so much to talk about. There's not enough really time to get it done. Steve, as you go to a conference like this, look around you, and, and what have you experienced so far? Let's talk about that first. Well,
12: first of all, I'm really uh, commending your listeners to, if if all possible, come to these conferences. They're really educational. And we need them to lift up our sheriffs because right now they're under attack. I just heard a recent report on our government radio, NPR, in which they said they want to abolish the, the sheriffs and install a national police force, which I think would be horrendous.
1: Why would we do a thing like that? Who in their right mind would go for that?
12: Well, who in their right mind says there's 32 different sexes and then they said they follow the science, you know?
1: Yeah, it's a good point. <laughs> Things that are happening right now, people thought would never occur.
12: No, absolutely. It's shocking, actually, and I, and I almost feel like uh, there's one flu in the cuckoo's necks where uh, one person's saying everybody else is crazy, and you're starting to realize this is what's happening here, that uh, evil's good, and good is evil.
1: There is hope for us, ladies and gentlemen, though, because we believe in Jesus Christ, and when you do that, there's always hope. There's always a way Amen. forward. There's always solutions. We never want to lose sight of that. Uh, one of the things that I want to bring up, too, is kind of the border. That's one of the big topics that's going to be at this conference today. <laughs> Uh, Richard Mack's going to be speaking on the Oath of Office and on his personal story, kind of an update on on things from his perspective and kind of his uh, uh, trajectory after he beat Bill Clinton to the Supreme Court. He uh, created the CSPOA. We've been working on the Oath of Office and uh, educating people and and, and this kind of stuff ever since. But one of the big topics is the border. I want to bring this up because you guys, uh, in your administration when you were Congress critter, (laughs) From Texas, though, you guys did a lot, though, to help out the disabled, a lot to to deal with the border. I mean, you deal with a lot of these issues, too, right? Yes, we did. In fact, uh, ironically, um,
12: (laughs) this was before Trump was in office or even running for office, we had a bill to build the wall uh, because we feel that uh, actually the policies of the current administration ends up allowing coyotes and other people to uh, smuggle people up. In fact, many parents give their children birth control, and we were on the border. I was on the border with, uh, what's his name, John from uh, Fox News, and the the, um, immigration officers were showing us all the different uh, uh, condoms and all kinds of things. He said that the little girls get raped on the way up, almost 100% of them. So if, if you're for humanity, you don't want to encourage this kind of abuse.
1: And this is where Donald Trump made a kind of a point uh, that's really important for people to understand. They kind of mocked him and said, oh, my gosh, he's saying that all Mexicans are rapists and this and that. He said nothing of the sort. What he said is that the criminal element of taking over the border and these criminal elements of of coyotes and smugglers and everything else, they have, um, you know, human trafficking and drug trafficking and rape. And a, a lot of these things are at the center of their efforts. That doesn't mean to say that everybody involved is is a bad person. The point he was trying to make and the mainstream press never gave him credit for this is many of these people that get brought across the border are victims. Many of the people that get brought across the border, especially these teenagers and everything else, um, are getting raped and abused and he was really standing up for them even though they never gave him the the ability to really articulate that.
5: So By the way,
12: they rename they rename things. I don't know if people are aware of it. When you hear the children unaccompanied minors, they describe unaccompanied minors as well into their 20s and and we were in the border where the unaccompanied minors are, we accidentally slipped in the back room where we weren't supposed to go. I was there with Louis Gomer, a great congressman, by the way. And uh, we went back there, and the unaccompanied minors were shaving, and they had tattoos all over them. This is not, uh, you, you know, we always play word games with English language here, the left does, and I'm alarmed that they're going to open up the borders to the fact that we'll end up with a lot of MS-13. In fact, when I was in federal prison, I met some of those folks, and... And they said that Donald Trump, this is from an MS-13 gang member, said that Donald Trump has been really hard on them. They didn't like that, so they're probably more happy now that they got someone that's more congenial to their uh, MS-13.
1: they got old Joe that doesn't really understand at all what's happening. You know, America's going to be a less safe place as a result, sir. This is a national security issue. This isn't just a, oh, we have an opinion on something or we think differently than you do. This is critical national security national security stuff isn't it steve yeah this well you got to
12: realize though this is absolutely obama's third term everybody in there is from an obama administration in fact uh, we we nicknamed uh, biden obama's sock puppet you know he's he's in there doing all the policies and which are outlined in obama's book all these policies and the 50 uh, or more uh, executive orders are outlined in obama's book that he
1: just wrote i mean it's pretty alarming all right. Where do we go from here for you, Steve? What, what does the future hold for a Steve Stockman, a man who is a congressman, a man who's been an elected official in many ways for quite some time? I and mean, when you were elected and then you were out and then you came back, right? And now, yeah, now I'm applying for a job to be Sam Bushman's uh,
12: assistant. I don't oh, know. I, I, man. I, I don't have good references, apparently. I'm
1: trying to get that job, I can't get it. Wait a minute, you got the best references you can get. You stood up for liberty so much so that they threw you away, and you came out still believing in the sacred cause?
12: Yeah, listen, let me tell you something. I'm concerned on a, a non-joking side now. Uh, Sam, I'm very alarmed at what they're setting up to make the conservatives and to patriotic Americans as being a, a, a danger to our society. We're the salt of the earth. We're the ones preserving it, and if they kick us out and throw us in prison and shut us up, which is what they're doing when they build that uh Razor ribbon around the Capitol and all that, it's to, it's to intimidate, and this is very much authoritarian governments. They won't build a wall to keep people out. They build a wall to keep the citizens out while they destroy our nation. Pretty alarming. That's the real reason for that wall around Congress, to keep the citizens out from voicing their concerns. It's amazing. You have one riot in 300 years, and you have 300 y- riots in in one year by the left, and they don't report any of that. There are they're African-Americans that were murdered, uh, as you know, there was a policeman protecting his friend's shop. They murdered him. He's African-American. You got white women yelling at African-Americans. They burnt down 3,000 businesses. And many of those, uh, Sam, those businesses were African-American. You know how much money Black Lives gave to African-Americans to rebuild
1: their their, uh, their shops and their businesses? I don't know, but I know Black Lives Matter got $90 million last year alone, sir. I had $1.5 billion now. Wow. Yeah, and none
12: of that money ever went to rebuilding African American uh, businesses that they helped burn down. It is not an organization, it's not an organization regarding race. It's an organization that's a
1: political organization, and they state so on their own website. All right, hang tight. We got a quick pause. Steve Stockman, did you know that Joe Biden got arrested for breaching the Capitol illegally? Yeah, right. (laughs) No, it's a real story. Yeah, I know, but. All right, let's come back and talk about it. Steve Stockman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God Almighty he's free. We are live at CSPOA.org conference from Woodlands, Texas on your radio.
0: Proclaiming liberty across the land. You're listening to Liberty News Radio.
9: USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Under President
0: Trump's administration, about 300 children crossed the border in an attempt to get into the United States. President Biden touting open borders during his campaigning. A Customs and Border Protection staffer told Biden officials Thursday the agency is now projecting 13,000 unaccompanied children will cross the border in May of 2021. The U.S. military conducted airstrikes against Iranian-backed militia groups in eastern Syria late Thursday. Pentagon spokesman John Kirby confirmed multiple structures belonging to the Iranian-backed forces were destroyed in a U.S. airstrike. No reports of casualties or damage. Leading female Democratic politicians stayed silent Thursday on the sexual harassment allegations against New York Democrat Governor Andrew Cuomo by former aide Lindsey Boylan. New York Senator Kristen Gillibrand, Vice President Kamala Harris, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez were all no comment. USA Radio News.
5: Balance of Nature is fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I had begun
2: to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic, and believe me, for me that's something, because I have energy anyway, but as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I have had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this.
5: Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call one 800 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA.
0: Lady Gaga's adorable little dogs were kidnapped in a violent theft. USA Radio News Bureau, Pacific Northwest, Wendy King reports.
5: Two of Lady Gaga's French bulldogs named Koji and Gustav, were stolen after the singer's dog walker was shot in Hollywood, California. A Los Angeles Police Department spokesperson confirmed to People Magazine that the robbery happened on Wednesday night on Sierra Bonita Avenue in Hollywood. The dog walker was transported to the hospital in stable condition and is now recovering, according to sources close to Lady Gaga. The shooter was described as male. He used a semi-automatic handgun and was spotted leaving in a white sedan. The investigation is still ongoing. A representative for Lady Gaga has confirmed that she's offering half a million dollars for the return of her dogs. She is now currently in Italy shooting a movie.
0: Thanks for listening at TGIF, my friend. We are USA Radio News.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, it is the power of love that saves us, ladies and gentlemen. The love of Almighty God. Former Congressman Steve Stockman with me. Now free by the grace of God Almighty. And we're talking about Joe Biden. Look, Joe Biden's a criminal, ladies and gentlemen. You don't believe me? All right, well, he's all critical of people breaching the Capitol. And I I get it when you say, hey, somebody's committing violence or somebody's destroying property. I get that that's wrong and evil. But you know what? Breaching the Capitol, uh, the average American's allowed to go into the Capitol. They're not allowed to do certain things. Steve might give us a better update on that in a second. But let's hear Joe Biden blatantly admit his criminal activity that he then says everybody else is an insurrectionist for being involved in. Here is Whacked out, Uncle Joe. So what was that like, uh, walking into the
9: great Senate chamber at 29 years old?
6: You know, I walked in when I was 21, and I got arrested. I was, it was a Saturday. I was down visiting some friends at Georgetown
1: University. And uh, I came up on a Saturday morning because I was fascinated with the Senate. And they had a Saturday
9: session. I walked up. Those days, no guards stopping you everywhere. And, I, and they just got out of session. I walked in the back. All of a sudden, I found myself in the chamber, and I was stunned. I walked up,
1: sat down in the presiding officer's seat. guy grabbed me by the shoulder, said, you're under arrest. Steve, he literally <laughs> breached the Capitol and got arrested for doing so, and now he comes back and calls everybody else an insurrectionist. Yes,
12: I know. That's kind of amazing. And, and, and i like to point out, too, all the people that were passed away or, or died uh, were Trump supporters, and as far as I know, uh, I don't know. Was there any guns there? I didn't, I didn't hear any guns, but there certainly are guns at the uh, Black Lives Matters things in which they... Well, the only people that had guns at the Capitol were the cops, and they shot a poor
1: veteran, yeah, right? exactly.
12: I, I, I don't know. They keep calling it insurrection. It's kind of an unusual insurrection when there's, like,
1: grandmothers there. I don't know what... The other thing that I always point out is, you know, there were literally hundreds of thousands of people that heard Trump's speech that right. said peacefully and patriotically go to the Capitol and let's, let's look at a vote fraud... And then out of those, uh, you know, I don't know how many hundreds of thousands, but tens of thousands went to the Capitol. A lot went home. Uh, but the ones that went to the Capitol, most of them did not breach the Capitol, did not even go into the Capitol. They were, remained peaceful outside. But they, they were at, prayer at, vigils yeah. and everything
12: else. Sam, they were at the Capitol while the speech was going on, so it's kind of hard to say that he motivated them to do that. But the other thing, too, is I actually had a friend who was my former chairman of my committee. He's, by the way, allowed to go to the Capitol anytime he wants. And he was there. And he he saw some Antifa people with the uh, the flag, the Confederate flag, and a noose, and he yelled out. He yelled out to him. He said, "There's a provocateur, provocateur." As African American, was really great. Apparently, he got up and grabbed the flag and the noose, and the Antifa guy ran off. Yeah, none of. Uh, I only know how many uh, Antifa people have been arrested. Just one so far. That's it that I know of. I, I don't know how many. There's two or three, but
1: they're trying to keep it on the down low, and they and they're also letting them out pretty quick. Yes, they are. They don't want. They don't really want people to know that Antifa was there and well, the Black Lives Matter was there. They want you to believe that it was all whacked out, crazy, extreme white supremacist Trump supporters, right? Well, the actual guy that was
12: breaking the window was dressed all in black, and had a mask on, classic Antifa outfit. And yet, I'm not aware that they ever arrested that guy that was that broke the window. He basically broke the window for one understand. He left soon thereafter, and then they had another guy dressed up as a police, pushing people in. They they had pictures of him. Sitting down, he was an antifa guy dressed up as a policeman, and I, I think that needs to be investigated, but they're not going to investigate that kind of stuff. That doesn't
1: take them to the narrative that they want. What do we do about this though? Joe Biden literally admitting this kind of corruption, admitting that he got arrested and everything else, and you know how does this guy become president with a record?
12: Well, you know, I never heard of a campaign where you sit in your basement and a uh, campaign that's a whole new strategy that's never been used before. The other thing, too, which people don't realize, uh, he had a nonprofit for cancer. You may not be aware of this, Sam, but he had a nonprofit for cancer, raised $4 million. How much of that money went to cancer patients? Can you guess? Drum roll. Five percent. Zero. He kept it all. And that's exactly what they charged me with. I cut uh, five or four percent of the entire total amount. and They said I was fraudulent. He keeps... 100% 100% of it and never even gets prosecuted. This is a pretty alarming double standard.
1: How do the swamp, and you might know this better than anybody, um, Congressman, former Congressman, how do the swamp monsters on both sides, how do, how do you know when you're okay to do criminal activity and get away with it versus uh, when you're not? I'm not saying that you were involved in criminal activity. What I'm kind of saying is, how do they know when they're untouchable?
12: Well, uh, I was, you know it, what I mean? They, it wouldn't have taken four grand juries and what they say, 22 or $23 million. I joked once. I said, "If you just gave me ten million, I would have saved you a lot of money. I'd have gone in voluntarily." (laughs) Oh man! But uh, no, the thing is is that there's a there's a cabal of people that are inside there, and they're. It's by the way, it's not just our country. It's a lot of countries in which they're in that they're in that situation and purposely groomed for that situation to garner power and money, and it's alarming at how many people. Uh, our, Our dear friend Mitch. McConnell has great ties to China, and that's alarming how much money. Here's his wife takes over the transportation department, and yet his company, it's actually his wife's company, uh, is using Chinese shipping and made millions and millions of dollars off of it. So it's, he shouldn't be in leadership. He's got a conflict of interest.
1: Well, and I, I don't understand, though, how we know. Now you cause... know why
12: I'm in trouble. I, get, I take up both sides. Of well,
1: there's <laughs> the Mitch McConnells, and there's the uh, Mitt Romneys, and there's the... You know, all these people, I don't understand how they know that they're because they've done some all, all kinds. Look, Mitt Romney's involved in all kinds of scandals. Yeah. Mitch Orrin Hatch was involved in all kinds of weird SNL scandal stuff. And how do these guys become untouchable from both Somebody, sides of the aisle?
12: By the way, there's a great book out called Profiles in Corruption, which goes into great detail of the Bidens and the and also uh, our vice president's corruption. And they, they, they get away with it because they, they have the institution... Of uh, DOJ and and they control those people there. I, I was shocked uh, when the F- I was on uh, Meg Kelly's show calling for the rest of Lois Lerner, and two weeks they showed, and two weeks later they showed up at my door. And uh, with little effort, you can research and find out that the uh, hiring practices is policy. That's Morton Blackwell's thing, by the way, is hiring is policy. And when you hire someone, you got to look at their background, and that's just. And, and what they did though is under Obama he accelerated the program to hire people from the far left and loyal to the cause and that's why they you're, they're giving cover because they have an ideology that's uh, their belief is that their ideology is more important
1: than the constitution or right or wrong. Okay, I got I got to ask you this because you went to jail. <laughs> you know how the good old boy network works, right? So, you know, you're you're in queue and it's, if it's your turn then it's kind of like you're coronated and the elections are <laughs> Kind of a mockery, and, and, and they put in who they want, and it's kind of the good old, it's your turn now, and you've played the game properly, you're acceptable, and you're, you're now into the swamp kind of a thing or whatever else. Uh, most elections in most circumstances work that way. You see that in the presidential reality um, oftentimes. But Sam,
12: but I would argue Trump was not that way. He was very much...
1: I agree Trump Ant- was not that. Yeah, important.
12: he's an antithesis to the to the swamp.
1: And I think they I think he surprised them. They didn't expect him. They thought they could just kind of mock him and whatever else and the clown would go away. But he
12: still couldn't get rid of the swamp. I mean the DOJ was primarily as as you know, there was one individual who made memes uh in two thousand sixteen. They did not arrest him until after Trump was out of office. And they had charged him for making memes as is disrupting. It was unbelievable charge. It's ridiculous what they charged him with.
1: But with a good old boy network, are they going to create a good old boy network of the other side, where you know it's your turn to go to prison, Steve, and and now you're out, and so now they've sent a clear message that we all better shut up and go away, kind you know, let them have their way with us. And stuff oh, like that. V- and now it's going to be my turn pretty soon, and so I'll I'll be the next up in the good old boy um, opposite. Uh, I I think uh, what my con-
12: <laughs> well no my concern is going to be more uh, administratively uh, targeting. Um, uh, conservatives and Christians, I mean, you're going to see the next four years, you're going to see explosion of, uh, it, and it's in Rules for Radical. It's called Target, uh, Cut Off, and Destroy. And what they do is when you send them to pre- prison, they cut you off from, they try to cut you off from all your friends. As you know, I think you sent me books. Other people sent me books and letters and never got them. But um, it is Hebrews. We tried,
1: th- we tried, sir.
12: I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not the only one. I had to, Reagan's best-selling uh, a book, uh, a biographer. Reagan tried to sell me a book, and I kept sending it back. But Hebrews 13.3 is an excellent scripture. It refers to, remember, those are in prison. Both our founding fathers of our faith and also of our um, country had to go to prison. So it's not unusual for patriots to go to prison, but we, it is unusual that we forget them once they go to prison. That's why I'd like to talk about John Woods sometime on your show, but Senator John Woods from Arkansas.
1: It is a serious issue, ladies and gentlemen. And we cannot forget those who go to prison. You know what? We make a commitment when we get baptized as Christians. Absolutely. uh, Steve. And that commitment really is to bear one another's burdens uh, and to really um, not judge but to say, hey, how can we um, lift up the arms of those who are struggling and those who are downtrodden and those who seem to be forgotten. forgotten?" And And our goal and our responsibility is to make sure that never happens to the least of us, right?
12: absolutely and and the thing is is that uh during these next four years we need now more than ever to to make alert and make people aware of political prisoners everybody thinks it's happening in other countries trust me it's happening here the doj has a has a success rate greater than the soviet union it's like in the 90s 95 98 percent conviction rate.
1: are they gonna toss me away next
12: Possibly, I mean, you make jokes about that, but yeah, very much so. I,
1: I don't think it's a joke at all. I think it's very oh, serious.
12: You very well could. I mean, they're going after. Look, they have. They're going after to
1: shut down major like Fox. They're trying to shut down, which is a huge. And issue. then I make Fox look like a bunch of wimps. All right, Hank tight. Liberty Roundtable live. Steve Stockman on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, live and free from the CSPOA conference. cspoa.org. Check it out. Check it out online.
6: Get buried and have some kids.
1: All right, live on your radio, ladies and gentlemen. Sam Bushman, I've got Steve Stockman with me, former congressman, free man, thank you, good heavens. We're talking about how rough it is in America right now. They're literally attacking. All conservatives, and they're using uh, all kinds of Alinsky's doctrines for their agenda. Um, You mentioned one of them: uh, vilify, vilify, tell a lie long enough, it becomes quote supposedly the truth. They also use classic projection, where whatever they're doing, they claim that's what you're doing, Steve. That's absolutely true. In fact, I kind of laugh. People don't realize Hillary Clinton uh,
12: was a defense attorney, and her first uh, one of her I guess I don't know if it's the first one of her first clients was a guy who was accused of rape. And bl- she blamed it on the, uh, on the woman. So, I mean, this policy of blaming the victim or blaming people. I mean, sh- and then they carry it through. Look at, look at what they did to Trump. Here she's d- having Ukrainians
1: and Russians help her, and she accused Trump of exactly what she's doing. Now, the interesting thing back in the day when it was Bill Clinton and rapes and everything else, they, she called them bimbo eruption. She yeah. just sidelined it. Blame the victim again. And so, I, you know, I don't know where we go with this, and I don't know how we really stop it. It seems like we've allowed the government to get too above the people where they have too much ability to do whatever they want without any repercussion or accountability and, and that alone is that those secret combinations above the people are going to are going to really hurt we 're going to pay the price
12: yeah, the universities are where we're paying for very, very expensive professors to teach you indoctrinate your children into socialism and communism it's it's so pervasive now, even in mathematics. Now they're arguing that two plus two is not uh, four but five. They said that that mathematics is 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 a is, you know white supremacist, which is bizarre. It's not from whites. It's,
1: it's white supremacist it's, mathematics. Yeah. How does that work? They're blocking
12: it in schools, and uh, in fact, there's so, actually our good friend. Uh, Tucker documented that. You know, I'm worried about the safety of all these guys exposing, because the truth is what really harms these guys if you expose them. People don't want their kids taught, you know, that they hate themselves, you know, for the color they are and all that. It's just outrageous.
1: They're also really working on the uh, a term that we've dubbed kind of the cancel culture.
7: Yeah, they managed to do. they,
12: They hate that too. I heard a story. Where they said, it's really not canceled. We're just trying to improve society. No, you're canceling. You're doing the same thing as when, when Amazon blocked that book, uh, just recently blocked books. It's the same thing as book burning, you know. And this is what happened under the fascists in Germany. They burnt the books. Well, when you're blocking information, it's the same thing as book burning.
1: Modern day, that's for sure. Now, I kind of believe in the cancel culture. Let me explain, Steve, because it might make Uh-oh. sense to you. No, listen to me now. Hang tight. I don't believe their definition of the cancel culture, but I do think the cancel culture makes sense. Let me give you an example. I think like we've got to cancel murder. Yeah. And those who believe in pro-choice and want to murder their young, murder their own, okay, we need to cancel that. That needs to stop. Absolutely. All right? We need to cancel this lie that, you know what, if Steve happens to be white... That he's born privileged and he's born a white supremacist and it's so systemic he doesn't even realize it. In fact, that's where they've even gone. You don't even know that you're that way. It's so ingrained in you and so part of your core, Steve, that you're a blatant white supremacist, extreme hater of everybody but your white race. You're so privileged you don't even recognize it's happening. This kind of stuff. we got to cancel that lie and say, you know what, we're all God's children. Let's start to act like it. Their lies have just got, we need to cancel that.
12: You know, you know, by the way, you know who they're ridiculing now even is Martin Luther King, ironically, because Martin Luther King wanted a, a a vision in which you weren't judged by the color of your skin but by the context of your character, and uh, that he wanted a colorblind society, and that goes against their narrative. So now they're even attacking Martin Luther King. They're attacking Abraham Lincoln. They took the name of, in San Francisco. I believe that's where it was. You, you may want to correct me, but they took the name of Abraham Lincoln, George Washington, off the school's uh, marquee. And here they're turning out kids that can't read or write and they're focusing on that. It's just surreal and bizarre.
1: You know, I think we also ought to cancel this lie that says, you know what, there's no difference between a male and a female. We've got to cancel culture, that, buddy. That's insanity yeah. stuff. Well, we're not as good as canceling as they are. They seem to Look, be th- more they effective. Say, Joe Biden says we want to go with the science. Okay, we're going to. How can you go with the science and reject a male female reality check?
12: Well, they attacked that. Uh, that's not doable. Uh, they attacked that. Uh, I apologize. She's a freshman congresswoman. She put up a sign saying there's only two sexes, and that's
1: the science. And they went after her viciously. Uh, but it so. is. It's the fact. It's the science. Is not debatable. Not only is it square with God's law, but it's scientifically uh, evident in everything we see. See, Sam, you just don't have an open mind. There's got to be at least 32 different sexes. <laughs> I've got an open mind. I know that male and female have been together uh, for thousands of years and that that This narrative has never been challenged till modern day when they literally want to destroy everything godly
12: wait well, this by the way is straight out of our our, our book from uh, written by our friend George Orwell one thousand nine hundred and eighty four in which he says you know the Ministry of truth changing what reality is and that 's really what 's happening you know they 're telling you that things are happening like CNN standing in front of a burning building telling you the demonstration's peaceful
1: well, and I also want to cancel this this culture this idea that Everything sexual that's perverted is good and promoted. Everything moral about the appropriate relationship between a husband and a wife is uh, rejected and ridiculed and mocked. The sex that bring babies, the sex that uh, allows children to be born to the earth and uh, procreative power ordained of God between a husband and a wife um, legally and lawfully, so that's ridiculed and mocked and downed is is not important at all. But every other perverted sex... uh, act, relationship, circumstance, and everything else is shouted from the rooftops is awesome and incredible, and how dare you uh, even suggest otherwise. Yeah, in
12: fact, if you look at uh, what's going on
1: now, if God doesn't judge
12: this nation, maybe he should apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah.
1: Ouch. (laughs) It's brutal. But I I look at this culture war, though, and I say, so those are some things that I'd like to cancel. I'd also like to cancel this idea about fake news, okay? Okay. They can have fake news all day, and uh, nobody's allowed to challenge them on it. Uh, but if I have anything that they deem fake news, it doesn't matter how factual or accurate or documented I can get it to be. Uh, they claim it's fake news, and they literally shut my accounts down. They shadow ban me, they, and it goes on and on. Um, this fake news war has got to be canceled, too, because, look, I'm not even trying to shut down the Washington Times or the New York Times or CNN, or I completely disagree with their narrative, but I'm not trying to shut them down. They have every right to their opinions and their beliefs, no matter how ignorant and, and completely backwards and sideways they are. I support their right to be ignorant and confused.
12: They, they, they can't survive without canceling conservative voices because a conservative voice and conservative is basically not conservative. It's just illogical. And they, they need the absence of that in order to fill the void with the misinformation. And uh, conservatives always argue that there should be two sides. But if you listen to uh, our government radio, they never have two sides. They should have uh, two different viewpoints, and then the reporter should be the referee. But instead now you have a a reporter talking to someone that's an ideologue just like themselves, or they'll talk to a Republican and argue the whole time with the Republican. The reporter's supposed to be an arbitrator of truth, not interjecting themselves
1: into the uh, debate. So I think that the greatest counterweight, obviously, to the problems in America are for the people to repent and turn to God. Seven,
12: uh, Chronicle 7.14.
1: Yeah, he'll heal our land and protect us right. if we do what he's asked us to do and repent and change. and That is our hope. But I think secondary to that, it, what we man can do, if you will, I'm convinced one of the greatest things we can do is in the media. You know, if Donald Trump would have had enough in the media, they couldn't have painted this dishonest narrative. And he went from let's investigate vote fraud, a legitimate issue, to uh, now he's you know, running away from Washington, uh, kind of destroyed politically, they claim, and uh, with his tail between his legs. And, and they've created that upper hand narrative by their fake news, by their dishonesty. And I think if we had enough people in the media to tell the tale of liberty and enough people to listen to us, we could have really reshaped that narrative and they couldn't have got away with it. The reason they get away with it is because they can fake news, manipulate the press into carrying their balls if it's truth. And I think, so I, the reason I bring this up is I think the media is one of the greatest ways we can educate and counteract um, these lies and this secret combination above us. We can expose it. When light happens, it tears down darkness. When good people pull down power, great things happen, Steve.
12: Absolutely. In fact, talking about fake news, it was amazing when they showed these kids in cages and they said, Trump did this, Trump did he said, wait a minute, those are photographs from the Obama administration. Now they're using the same kind of uh, facilities that trump actually had and they're calling it wonderful the washington post described it as a cheerful camp it's the same place that they're literally the washington post earlier under trump called it as horrible and you went and toured these places right yeah we did in fact well we a few times we got rejected and uh wait a minute rejected why who because we're conservative republicans they told us no at first i see and this is because I was serving under the during the Obama regime.
1: Yeah, if you're Casey of Cortez, you could have just rolled in. Huh? Yeah,
12: well, they, it was funny because Louis started crawling over the fence and threatening, so they wouldn't let us in. They finally let us in, and um, frankly, we saw a lot of things which was not prescribed or described in the media, and um, they didn't want that stuff out. They, don't, they you know, it was pr- pretty horrendous. That a lot of the a lot of the problems we have here is. People say, "Well, we, we want to emulate what we did in the 1800s, you know, with large immigration." people forget everybody that came through Ellis Island was documented and they checked for health and a lot of times they were turned back or they're quarantined
1: yeah in fact if you go there right now they even walk you through what was done back then kind of a good explanation of a good historical reality about I've been there and and they explain exactly what they did they have you walk upstairs and watch your gate and different things to determine you know if you were covering something up and they had all kind of ways of exposing the truth didn't they
12: yeah and it wasn't uncontrollable immigration it was very well controlled and documented in fact people use that now. Ancestry.com is an excellent source, and then a lot of the source documents they get is actually from the documentation they got from Ellis Island, and, and it's well-written. And actually, their handwriting, they didn't do it by computer. They hand-wrote it, and their handwriting's actually, I don't know if you saw it, but it's pretty, pretty amazing pen. It's amazing. No doubt about yeah. it.
1: I don't have it handwriting like that. They're really amazing. But yeah, they documented it well, and it wasn't a goal to reject everyone or to be mm-hmm. hateful or no, racist. No. It was a goal to say, "Hey, how do we protect Americans? How do we grow the population with contributors? Because look, we don't we don't need a bunch of people on the dole. Uh, how do we uh, grow this country in a way that that is entrepreneurial and and fiercely independent? And how do we teach those principles so that people understand them?" and and realize that's the genius of America. That was the idea,
12: right? Yeah, exactly. In fact, if you listen to Trump, he's never anti-immigration. He, quite frankly, was open to immigration. He said he wanted the brightest and the best to come to America, which is what happened uh, in the 1800s. A lot of people were very energetic, wanted to start new businesses, wanted to, to get a chance at a freedom, and they came here for that purpose. And that's exactly what Trump wanted, was people that want, wanted to be here for the purpose of bettering our nation, not just open immigration where we have MS-13. By the way, I thought everybody that's supposed to come in this country from the airport was supposed to get COVID tested, yet the people coming across the border don't get tested. What's up with that? We have double standard even on COVID testing.
1: Well, if you suggest we should test the people at the border, you're a racist, buddy. (laughs) What do you think? Mexicans need to be tested and all you white privileged people don't? Is that what you're saying? That's what
12: apparently it is. (laughs) They're they're just crazy.
1: Everybody. Here's the good news, though at the end of the hour you know what god prevails in the end let's That's never right. forget that reality check
12: yeah same amen to that and and uh but as we're going through these times this is a, a interesting period to live in uh it's rather shocking at, at how we're telling our children and what we're telling our children we we need to you need to find
1: out locally what's being taught in your schools and uh, follow up second thing we need to do in addition to turning to god almighty ladies and gentlemen We need to realize that that we can make a difference. We can get involved and and make for changes. CSPOA.org is the website, live and on demand um, conference there via the web. LibertyRoundtable.com, live radio at your fingertips. We will be live from the conference tomorrow as well, broadcasting live from the woodlands in Texas. CSPOA.org, check it out. For Sam, Steve, and all of our guests, we declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America.